Top of the 7 o'clock hour. Welcome back, everybody. Happy Friday. Final uh, WIP morning show of the county year. John Johnson and Barrett Brooks in for the crew. And um, we uh, John Solness is under the weather. He was going to join us at the top of this hour. We still have the top of the 8 o'clock hour. We have Ed Kratz and the 9 o'clock hour. Mike Sealski. Uh, but <clears throat> this is a, the way it fell here is perfect because there's a piece of audio, Barrett, that I need to play from you, and I'm curious your response. So the Eagles are 13-2. and two. They can wrap up the number one seed if they beat the Saints on Sunday. If for some reason that doesn't happen, they can do it by beating the Giants the following Sunday. And uh, we all know how the national media, for the most part, feels about the Eagles. They love propping up the Cowboys and poo-pooing the Eagles. Now, I expect that from the four-letter network in ESPN, and maybe to some extent Fox Sports, because it's all hot take, hot take, hot take. The NFL Network, that's a little different. This, this is owned by the league. So although you have some guys that will go out on a limb, it's more of a measured conversation, a measured opinion. Now let me introduce you to Ryan Leaf. Remember him? Probably not. He was no. a massive bust in the Try NFL. not to think about that. He was a ma- high draft pick. Was it the Chargers, right? Yes, Chargers. And he was a, a huge bust. Well, uh, on NFL Network yesterday, they were getting into the conversation about the Philadelphia Eagles Listen to what Ryan Leaf had to say. It reminds me of, of, of what that looked like. I could see a Washington Commanders come into the link. Carson Wentz. Ah. And not if that I'm happened. About a couple of weeks, I'm talking about like a couple weeks ago. That kind of mindset where Washington walked in when on that night first loss, and yeah. just beat them down. They've been so good all year. All year. Almost tired of hearing about it. A little, a little uh, um, uh, nausea from the, the, the over-exemplifying of this team. Yeah. And then, you know, maybe getting beat last week in the way they did. Maybe uh-huh. that straightens them out a little bit and we have a different process. But that's just kind of the vibe I'm getting from the team. Wow. Uh, but I, I, he, he later went on to directly imply, I see one, he quoted, one and done. And he brought the Washington freaking commanders. Um, Barrett, what's going on over at NFL Network right now? What? First of all. <laughs> With Ryan Leaf? First of all, what is he talking about? The mere fact that we've been disrespected the entire year as far as being second-rate uh, uh, number one you know, team in the NFL. We have not been – nausea. Who has nausea. talked about the Philadelphia Eagles? Nobody but us here in our fishbowl. Nobody else respected us. What is he talking about? Tell him, come on, man. Why, why That's would somebody Ryan... right there. That's somebody that does not go out. Somebody They gave him a piece of paper, and he looked over the piece of paper. <laughs> he has not heard anything about Jalen Hurts or anything else that's going on here in Philadelphia because the main, uh, the, 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 the mainline media are just now starting to get on the bandwagon. It took all the way up until now for us to get some national uh, uh, attention. So what is he talking about? Oh, a nausea. Come on, man. Do your homework. Go in, read, look at what you're supposed to look at, break down film. Then you tell me what you need to tell me. I am fascinated by that. To your point, it's been all Cowboys and to a, it's been all Cowboys it's and Cowboys, Patrick Mahomes. Bills, right? Chiefs, right? That's what it is. Nothing. There was nothing. I mean, there was more talk about Tom Brady down there and, and what he's going through <laughs> than there was about Eagles going out there and balling and having you know two thousand yard receives and a thousand yard. Re- we didn't yeah. hear anything about that. Yeah. At the very least. At the very least, they would say something about this offensive line being great, but nothing about Jalen Hurts and his ability to go out. Oh, he's just a running quarterback. This guy is a legitimate quarterback that plays the game at a high level, and he still isn't getting respect nationally because of it. Barrett, I don't understand. There's something that has driven me nuts all season long when it comes to the lack of acknowledgement and respect for Jalen Hurts. Ah, da, da. Ah, da, da. 
there has been countless uh, rundowns of each and every week in the NFL, regardless of the national network, where they'll show a Bills game. They'll say, oh, my God, look at Josh Allen avoiding the sack here, avoiding the sack there, running 15 yards left and right, and then throwing a 40-yard dart. When and they would just praise him to no end. Then, like, halfway through the show, they'll get to the Eagles' highlights, and they'll bring up Jalen Hurts, and you'll see him do the same thing. And the response by said, quote, analyst, uh, you know, it is – He's not going to be able to sustain a career like that. You can't be running around like that. Like, what the hell am I watching? Right, right, right. I mean, the bias is unreal with, with Patrick Mahomes and, and, and Allen. And, and I'm saying this not to take away from any of their glow, any of their shine. I'm not saying this to be a hater. Mm-hmm. But stop hating on Hurts to make yourself feel good because you didn't do your homework. You didn't break down film ah. to see what Jalen Hurts has been doing. The past. We have been the afterthought. Now, now they start to say, all right, maybe we need to watch a little bit of film on Jalen Hurts. Maybe we need to see how this defense has become one of the top defenses in the league. Maybe we need to look at how good these receiving, uh, this receiving tandem is mm-hmm. instead of just saying, oh, what do they have down in Miami as far as receivers? Or what do they have in, in Seattle? Or what do they have in, in Cincinnati? We got some damn good players on this team, man, but they never get acknowledged because, right. I mean – Bro, if I if I hear one more thing about what Philly isn't instead of what Philly is, I'm just gonna go off, man. It's a one and done. Team. You don't even know what a one and done team is. Well, his career was one and done. <laughs> Sean in Maryland's on WIP. What's up, Sean? Hey, good morning, John. Good morning, Barrett. Uh, happy New Year to you both. Thank S- you. Thank same you, to you, Sean. Hey, before I get into my uh, Eagle Saints thing, you you got me going the, here this morning with Ryan Leaf. Who in the hell would hire <laughs> Ryan Leaf? He's a quarterback, I mean, man. Is that is that all got, it is? Yes, he's a quarterback. When you're a quarterback, you get you get lifted into place. Me, I had to do it the old-fashioned way, the hard way, by working. <laughs> he just got it I mean, handed he, to him. Yeah, these these networks. If you got to hire Ryan Leaf, you are a sad network. If you got to hire Chris Sims, you are a sad network. I. I the, that's why I don't listen to these guys. I don't pay attention to a word they say. Mm-hmm. But let me get on to my positive about the the Eagles yes. uh, and, and the Saints. The only thing that concerns me, and it's been a concern throughout the year, is Jonathan Gannon and his stubbornness. And I don't care if you call it like Nick called earlier in the week, a half zone, a danger zone, a flat zone, uh, his, his unwillingness to make changes and to stick with his game plan. Now, you know, I, I see Andy Dalton. Uh, he reminds me of a younger Carson Wentz, just a traveler uh, throughout the Yeah, the Andy league. Dalton's a journeyman. He's a quasi-starter yeah. on a team that desperately needs a starter. But but hang on, Sean, because I didn't mention this to Barrett at all yet this morning. Barrett, the zone defense that where we mentioned how Dak Prescott had you know an, an all-time game against the Eagles. He went 24 for 24, 300 yards, two touchdowns. That was all against forms of the zone, mostly cover two. Um is should Eagles fans be concerned that Gannon can be so hell bent on his scheme working that it, it may hurt them in the playoffs? I, I, I was I'm going to say no. I, I think we we got caught with a, um, a slot receiver that I mean, well, not really a slot a receiver in CD Lamb that just played you know lights out. Um, the defense would have worked if Vontae Maddox would have been healthy. You know, shoulda, coulda, woulda. A big, a, a big if with him. But too. what you know, if if he would have been healthy in this game, we wouldn't have been talking about this because he would have sh- shut things down. It'd been a lot better game to the call. He's scrambling because he had to play a guy that you know, Josiah Scott. That at that point, 
didn't have any starting reps with the guys, you know. So it's more so um, he just was in a position where he was scrambling and had to put somebody out there that didn't really fit what he was trying to do. You saw what they were doing with Avante Mack. They were blitzing him. They had yeah. him around the ball. Had him come. He, he's a dynamic player, and he, and he went from being <laughs> him being a dynamic player to him not having a dynamic player to play in his position. Now, I will say this, though, Barrett, and this does concern me. I, I can't spin the numbers here. Against upper echelon quarterbacks, they – they just uh, slice his defenses apart. Now, an upper echelon quarterback is going to get theirs. You just have to limit what they get. That worries me. Well, like Dak Prescott's not a top five quarterback, but he's a top ten quarterback, I would say. And he, that's one example of several in the two years of Jonathan Gannon. When you get a, a upper echelon QB, it's, it seems like he doesn't make the adjustments in enough time. Well, I'll, I'll just say this. That's why they're elite quarterbacks. Mm. <laughs> you know, I mean, if they're good quarterbacks, you know, they'll find a way, no matter whose defense is out there. So that's, and that's, that's the only thing that, you know, you could really put in perspective if they're elite and they're great because of what they do. And, I mean, it really right. doesn't matter what defense is out there. They're going to do the same. All right, Sean, I need a winner of the year or a weasel of the year from you. My winner, uh, I got a winner of the year. Uh, he took over our fighting fields on June 3rd when know. they were 22, 22, and 29, turned the clubhouse around and led us to within two wins of a World Series. My winner is Rob Thompson. Rob Thompson suggested our very first contestant for winner of the year. That's a tremendous story, man. <laughs> Just, I, it, who was Barrett in your career? Was there a coach, head coach, position coach, that just connected with you more so than any other? Um, I've, I've, I've had coaches that connect me, you know, like Cower connected with me. Even Ray Rose connected with me. But what we saw him do to this team and the, the skipper that he had turned out to be being was amazing. You know, so he got guys. He started playing young guys, and G just wouldn't do it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. That, that mix of him going out there and then also being able to relate to those guys and, and stay even kill. I mean, it was the perfect mix of what that team needed at that time. Man. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's an amazing story. Glenn in Center City's on WIP. How you doing, Glenn? Hey, happy New Year to both of you guys. Uh, uh, before I uh, give you my winner, let me just say something about um, Tua Tagovailoa. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know he gets these concussions and everything, but I'm, you know, I got NFL films in my house. I got VHS tapes since like 1986, and last night I was watching the. Um, the um, Rams, Buccaneers game, and then that's the championship game. Right. It was like uh, 8 to 13. I'll tell you one thing. That Derek Brooks, I mean, he was a straight missile, man. He was trying to knock his kids off. But, but, no one talks about Lowe has to learn how to get rid of the ball. He holds the ball too long. He's on the ball for like four seconds, and then he's got the clock on him, and he's falling <clears> back on his head. That's how he gets all these concussions. You know what, Glenn, hang on a minute. I. Barrett, what's going on with Tua right now? And there's the, there's always going to be the comparisons between Tua and Jalen Hurts and the success they have as professionals. But, man, I don't know how many uh, concussions he's actually sustained this season, but it's more than the two that we know about. And, Absolutely, yeah. And, like, you know, with each one you suffer, it only gets, you know, you're more susceptible, you know, to the second, to the third, to the fourth. Boy, I, you marked, remarked about your career, about, dude, you got to make every penny. You're fighting through injuries. But, boy, I don't know how you approach it if you're two at this point, where you're looking at – I mean, it's your brain. Well, he's definitely done for the rest of the season. Um, I mean, it's, it's – you see how Calcaterra, you know, he retired early and, and, and stopped playing, but eventually went back and, and played again. But, you know, I mean, that's that's 
it's it's hard to really sit back and say, all right, man, I've been playing this game since I was young, and here I am getting these concussions. You know, I, I probably need to stop, but at, at twenty four, exactly, so, at twenty four years old, you feel you're invincible. Ah, I'll get back to it. Right, 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 and that's the thing. That's the thing. You know, you feel as though you, you know you're, you're you're the man of steel, but this is definitely concerning. You know, I think he's gonna have to sit back and and evaluate what he really wants in life. You know what I mean? Is that you know. That's impossible to do, That's, man, at that age. My goodness, because this is your life, exactly, right? Exactly. I don't know what, how you approach anything. You're like, I don't know what else I would do. Man, you don't want to be punch drunk, you know what I'm saying? That's that's something that you could definitely um, go through with the amount of concussions that, you know, these players are having. There are guys, re, you know, retiring at a, an insane rate right now that, you know, one or two years in the league because of that. I mean, stars yeah. in the league, you know, retiring because of concussion. Uh, Glenn, your phone sucks. I need a winner or a weasel from you. Um. Matthew Stafford as your winner of the year? Hold on, yeah. man. Hold on a minute. Barrett, is this a good suggestion for your potential winner of the year? Would you put Matthew Stafford in there? I'm sorry. No. Get the no. hell out of here. Guys. Matthew <laughs> Stafford? What is going on here? Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Oh, coming up next. Have you ever spoken to Andy the Troll? No, I haven't. I'm sorry. It's Andy from Depper. We, we have, I think the troll has gone out the window for, for – I think I think that's off the table for the last week or so. We got – oh, we got Andy coming up and Andrew and Dennis and Mike and then you, 215-592-9494, winners and weasels of the year. Uh, it's open-ended, suggested thus far. We only have a couple. For winner of the year, only Rob Thompson has been suggested. For weasel of the year, Ben Simmons and Jerry Jones. Look back at the year that was 2022 – I'll be picking the weasel. Barrett will be picking the winner. Wonderful prizes attached. Our time is 716. Seven twenty-one. Happy Friday, everybody. Final WIP morning show of the calendar year. John Johnson and Barrett Brooks. And we need an update on our question of the day. Nick Capola, what do we got? All right, the Twitter poll question of the day is brought to you by Armin Chevrolet. Armin Chevrolet's red tag year end event and soon. Visit ArminChevrolet.com. Find new roads to Armin Chevrolet closer than you think. All right, the Twitter poll question of the day is who should have final say if Jalen Hurts can play on Sunday? Okay, what's leading the way? Team doctors with Team, 55%. Team do- now, now, hold on a minute. Barrett, I take issue with this. Sure, it's a doctor. Having said that, you play a gladiator sport. It's a barbaric sport. Any doctor is going to err on the side of caution, are they not? No. <laughs> like, we got people, some, of these, some of these doctors are, are, are also, you know, uh, influenced by team officials oh, also. Okay, you know? okay. But, I mean, if you, if you ask more, more times than not, you ask a doctor, mm-hmm. and if they're worth their salt, you know what I'm saying, worth, you know, being who they are, and they really want to make sure that the players in their players' best interest, you're gonna say no, don't play. You're gonna well, say no, don't play. And then the, the whole thing with Jalen Hurts, and this is this is a concern of mine. Um, they play the Saints on Sunday. Hurts does not play. Gardner Minshew plays. They they win. Doesn't matter how they win, but they end up victorious. They clinch the number one seed. The Giants game is now virtually meaningless. So you just got to get through the Giants game, get a week off, and then you find out who your divisional round opponent is. What do you do with Jalen Hurts if they win on Sunday and he doesn't play? 
He still doesn't play. He doesn't play in the Giants game at all. There's no let's get some work in. No, not me. He doesn't need it. So that's like upwards of five weeks without game action. Absolutely. That absolutely. doesn't worry you? That's, that worries of the hell it worries, out of me. It, it, it worries me, because, but the same thing happened this, this year um, in the preseason. He took, those, he, took, he took, was it like five or six reps that was in it. the first game, and that was it. He didn't play until it was time to strap it on. Uh, you know, going into Detroit. And then what happens in Detroit? Well, he was spectacular. He, he wills the but game himself. Having said that, though, you know, week one, Detroit, divisional round of the playoffs, winner take all against whoever it might be, a little different. He'll be still take, he'll be, he'll still take reps in practice. I mean, it's not like he's not going to have a lot of football. He'll be playing um, a lot of practice reps as opposed to playing game-type speed situational reps. Mm-hmm. Um the only thing is, and I've been in this situation before where, like I said, where the Pittsburgh team went 15-1, and had the bye, played that first game, and we won, you know, pretty easily. Okay. And we lost to the eventual, you know, Patriots Super Bowl. When you camp. lost to the Patriots, uh, we, we remarked about this at the start of the show, was it more predictability or was it just the Patriots were just flat out better? I think it was more so pre- predictability and – a life experience that we had going into the game. Mm. You know, experiences in, in, in crucial places. You know, I mean, you had Tom Terrific. You had a defense that was, you know, one of the top defenses in the league. You know, back then they had Hot Rod. They had all those guys. You know, um, Ted Bruschi. You know, they had a really, really good um, team. And conceptually, they well, just were a better team than we were at the time. I look at the NFC right now, where the way that it falls, is there a team that would present that style matchup for the Eagles where you have experience versus the Eagles who have minimal playoff experience? Well, I, I, I keep, I've been going back and forth with people, viewers, uh, 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 listeners, and everything else. Everybody's scared to death of this 49er team. Why? Why? <laughs> I understand the well, defense is great. I understand the defense is great. I understand. <laughs> But my offense is great also. Player for player. Everybody's all with their defensive line. What you, yes, you have to worry about Bosa. You what? have to worry about him. But I have, a, I have the best offensive line in the league. In the I, league. It's, you're right. It's the defense. Yes, the defense is one aspect. And now there's the added, come on, give me a break, Brock Purdy. We'll Many are, are we'll you know, him. oh, yeah, oh he's going to be the next. Oh, Mr. Irrelevant, look at what he's doing. Oh, my God. Defensive coordinators get paid millions of dollars to stop these one-trick ponies. These guys have just jumped on the scene. You know, nobody has enough tape on them now. Now that, you, now that people are starting to get tape on them, yeah. they'll learn eventually how to stop Brock Purdy also. You know, he is a product of the system that he's running. I mean, Shanahan is, is, is great at creating matchups with people. But you've have, if you have – if you have a defense mm-hmm. that could stop that offense, and we do have a defense to stop that offense, now you turn around, they have to score tit for tat with our offense. I don't know if they can do it because they'll score against that defense. They tell them all their great linemen, you know, Fred Warner, all those guys. Well, how about Jason Kelsey putting a hat on them? Yeah. You know, Lane will put a hat on them. Jordan yeah. Milano will battle, you know, tit for tat with, Bo- uh, with Bosa. You know, it's not like we have we have a yin to their yang. We have a a, a a counter to their negativeness or positive, whatever. They we we can go out there and play with anybody in the country. And I'm I, I'm not scared of a 49. There's no team right now that I fear uh, in the NFL. In fact, teams should fear us. We have the hmm. best team in the NFL when we have everybody healthy. Now we need to get that. We have a couple of weeks to get everybody healthy. Andy and Deptford's on WIP. How you doing, Andy? Morning, Jan Janssen. What's up, pal? I'm doing good, man. I'll save my end of the year for the last, but what an honor to have you 
on with a real football guy. Well, appreciate Barry. it, man. Appreciate What's it. Good, Barry? <laughs> What's not, good, Barry? Not man. that negative, condescending, passive-aggressive Marcus Hayes. Like, <laughs> wonderful, wonderful to hear a real football guy on the air with you. I, mean, I, 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 I watch film, man. I watch film, and that's the big thing. I watch film. So when I say something, when I said it, it's the truth when I said it. Now, it may not work out, you know what I'm saying, on, when, when they play in the game. You're not hot taking. Yeah, you're but looking, I, I'm not a hot take guy. Yeah. I watch film, and that's Barrett, where I get my analysis from. Barrett, you're a trained eye for what you see, mm, right? Appreciate it. Just say I appreciate yeah, it. Uh, as far as with, with uh, the Eagles and the defense and all the hate on Jonathan Gannon, I, I just don't get it, Jan Johnson. I mean, you look at a guy, he's the head of a defense, number one in the league with sacks at 61. Yeah. The second team is 10 sacks behind them. Number two in the league with turnovers with 17 total. Second in the league with total yards per game, giving up 302. Second in the whole league. San Fran's number one. We're two. I got one more. Yeah. And we're 10th overall in points per game, mm-hmm. 20.5. So you're giving under 21 points a game. You lead the league in sacks. You're second in turnovers. You're second in points per yard per game. Oh, and by the way, you're missing two of your best players in Avante Maddox and Gardner mm-hmm. Johnson for an extended amount of time. And your secondary with Bradbury and, Sl- and Darius Slay. I'm not calling them Slay. Darius Slay. Them jokers been MIA <laughs> made a play since October. Yeah. And the defense is still balling. I don't get the hate. Well, I don't I, get it. Andy, this is what I think it is. Because I, I put myself in this category. I don't hate Jonathan Gannon. I think he's done a wonderful job. Oh, you always How, hate on him. Now, now here's my, this is where my concern is. Yeah, the whole zone 24 for 24 is something to take note of. But that is an example of the concern uh, because when you can read the stats to me and say, my goodness, they have the second-best defense overall in the NFL. They could be the first team ever to have four guys with double with a double-digit sack season. Um, but then when you compare, if you uh, isolate the numbers against, top, uh, say, top ten quarterbacks, those numbers d- drop dramatically. And, and I'm not saying, well, of course, it's a better quarterback. They're going to do their – they're going to be uh, – you know, they're going to get some numbers off them. But it's a substantial but, but, difference. But, John, don't you think players got to make plays in big games? Okay? Agreed. The coach sure. can only team it up. Mm-hmm. But these players got to make plays. Maybe the players are underperforming in the big game. Maybe Darius Slay has had his face <laughs> on the back of a milk carton since October. And we got to hear him throwing players under the bus. Yeah. But you got to hold players accountable. Coaches ain't out there during the game. They can only put the scheme in. The players got to execute. And, it's not all on the coaches. Now, uh, Andy, come. Uh, let's. You know, I don't think Nick Sirianni is going to tell Barry, us anything. Barry, do you agree with that? Uh, you, players play the game. Coaches can't go out there and play for you. Thank you, Thank Andy. You. I don't think uh, Nick Sirianni is going to tell us much of anything. Just dance around it in a couple hours. Come Sunday morning, if it's a game time decision, Jalen Hurts goes to Sirianni and says, "Put. I want to play in this game." Um, what do you tell him if you're Sirianni? Here's the deal. I, I don't think Sirianni has an answer to that because Jalen's playing. It's not. It's not if. It's when he plays. He's practicing. He's gonna play. I, I. I don't foresee him not playing. I really don't. He's got that dog mentality. He wants to clinch it with his brothers, and he wants to shut the team down against the Giants. So I. I see him in there Sunday. I really do. Hmm. I hope you're right, Andy. You got a winner or a weasel of the year for me? I. I got a winner of the year. This right. guy's been a winner for decades, but his uh, victory retirement tour. How about your own Angelo Gattoni oh. been holding it down? Oh, hold on a minute. I got to think about this, Andy. Hold on. I, I got to – I need some uh, – I, I got to talk to Kyle about this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, Kyle, 
technically, Angelo's not retiring until 2023. Hmm. So how do I approach this suggestion for winner of the year? Well, the retirement tour <laughs> all took place <laughs> in 2022. So, so I think so, you could, uh, yeah. So the, the chiming of the glasses every time he announces retirement. Correct. Therefore, this is a legit uh, entry yeah. for winner of the year? I would say so. I mean, if Jim Gardner um, is, you know. But he uh, well, he did retire week. last week, yeah, I guess. He, he did all in one fell swoop, though. He did. Yeah. He, he did, did less than a two-week period. All right, but I can't <laughs> knock Angelo for wanting to ride out the end of the Eagles season. Hey, hey. That's you what know, it's all it's about. It's a fair yes. point. You know yes. what I mean? Mm, you know, Andy's going to put puts me in a very awkward situation. <laughs> <laughs> Andy the troll, you're a flat-out Idiot, moron, and dope. Thank you, Howard. Sorry, Andy. Andrew in Delaware is on WIP. Good morning, Andrew. Hey, guys. How you doing? Doing good. Uh, the one thing I wanted to talk about that you guys were just talking about that concerns me is that if Jalen Hurts doesn't play in this next Saints game, I feel like it's just going to be like in 2017 when uh, Carson Wentz went down. It took Nick Foles a couple games to get his ropes on things. I don't want that to happen to this Hmm. I feel like if we don't win next, if we win next week and Hurts doesn't play, mm-hmm. I feel like the team is just not going to start him. I don't think we're going to need to. Then at that point, you go into the playoffs without five weeks of playing. I just don't think that's a good look. Yeah, I, and I, I was trying to drive this home with Barrett. I mean, but Barrett would know best. You can't practice reps are, are wonderful and all, but they you can't practice actual game situations. You right? can't. You can't. But you can't take away from. You can't take. The, the the cost that may you have to, that you may accumulate when you're out there playing just the cost of, of of getting hurt the cost of you know something happening to a player that you know would help you going into you know into the postseason mm-hmm. you know yeah like, I got another I got another thing for you too let's say let's say Hurt does play on this Sunday and they lose. And do you play him against the Giants too? Well, you have, well point, then you have to right because you, you got to clinch the number one seed. Nothing matters more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, you got a winner or a weasel for me? I'm going to go weasel. I'm going to go with Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers. Tell everybody more who's not familiar. Uh, the dude who two weeks ago, I believe, he just threw the lateral that uh, lost in the game on the Patriots. All right. The, uh, I'll, I'll keep it in the running, but it doesn't have a good chance. Remember, we're in Philadelphia. I mean, you could, you know, listen, there is a there, there could be a national winner or weasel of the year. That That's a better candidate for winner because of just how entertaining that was. It's true. You know, the 30-yard backward pass. This is incredible. To, uh, yeah. the, the hood was pissed. <laughs> the, wait, the hood? Yeah. The hood was pissed. Dennis and Mount Laurels on WYP. Hey, Dennis. Jan, Janssen, my man. How you doing? I'm doing good, Dennis. You want a word of the week? What, oh, what's your word? How about the uh, Ryan Leaf was spewing cod swallop? Cod swallop. What is cod swallop? <laughs> Nonsense. <laughs> I would like to use that in a social situation, but it's far too many, you know, there would be eye rolling. <laughs> Barry uh, Brooks never, never use cod swallop. No, no, no. It sounds too derogatory. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dennis, uh, it is it is a good likelihood that uh, Jalen Hurts will be a game-time decision. If uh, Jalen Hurts comes to you and says, I want to play in this game, what do you tell him? Play. Play. That simple. If, 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 if the medical people uh, clear him and he wants to play, 
players play, the games win. And Tom Brooksire said it once to Angelo, we suit up and we go out and play to win. We don't care about, you know, what what place we're in. We're players. We suit up to, to win, and that's what this young man wants. He's 24, but he has a four-year-old mind. Mm-hmm. He's a brilliant young fellow. He really is. And um, he comports himself well. He, he should win the MVP, and uh, Sirianni might win Coach of the Year. And uh, we're going to – whether he plays or not, if we can't win with a backup quarterback with the personnel we have, you know, we've got to be able to beat the Saints. The Saints have a journeyman quarterback. Yeah. Well, then, I mean, but, but having said that, though, Dennis, this is what worries me a little bit, is that, you know, 99% of Eagles fans and some media think it doesn't matter. It's the Saints. We're going to beat them no matter what. Um, no. If you don't turn the – I said it before last week. If you don't turn the ball over four times, you beat Dallas. If you mm-hmm. don't turn the ball over, you're going to beat the Saints. Sure. I'm, I, no, I get it. I mean, the talent – the town is better than any other team in the I, NFC, but there's also yeah. the if ifs and what's were candy and nuts. We don't have a party. Yep. Well, <laughs> I, I I I agree with Barrett Brooks. Who is really afraid of 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 the uh, 49ers? They're, they're being propped up by every football analyst. They are. I don't see it. I yeah, they they've jumped four, from four, Dallas four, to four, the 49ers and then back to Dallas. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Dennis, you got well, a winner or a weasel for me? I got a winner. Okay. And because if he doesn't do what he did, the Eagles. Uh, and that goes to selecting a quarterback. How about Howie Roseman? If he doesn't put together this team the way it is, we're not going to be where we are. 100%, man. Howie Roseman, hang in there, Dennis, suggested for winner of the calendar year. 215-592-9494. I see Mike and Charlie and all Jason from the Dirty 30 and Dominic and everybody else. Hang tight. We're going to get to your calls coming up top of the hour. We're going to be joined by Ed Kratz, covers the Philadelphia Eagles for Sports Illustrated. Our time's 736. Seven forty-one. Welcome back, everybody. WIP Morning Show. Top of the hour. We'll be joined by Ed Kratz of Sports Illustrated. He covers the Eagles for Sports Illustrated. Pick his brain about all things birds. In just a few moments, we'll find out what the uh, when we're, we're now into the top five of the best of Joe Conklin in twenty twenty-two. What falls at, at number four? We'll find out from Kyle Quinn, his executive producer. In just a few moments. Um, but it is the final show of the year. Tomorrow is New Year's Eve. Barry, are you doing any, got any hot plans for tomorrow night? Doing anything good? Man, I'm just going to stay out of trouble, man. You know what I'm saying? I got to think about being the best version of Barrett Brooks I can be. So uh, I'm not going to go into this new year uh, drunk and, 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 and slumped at, like usual. I think I might just chill out and like, pray a little bit and go into this new year. Uh, Do you make to it excel. to midnight? No. You no. don't make it to midnight? Oh, absolutely not. See, I feel like it's like it, even though like you know, we're, you're, you're a couple years older than me, but yeah. we're at similar stages in our lives where – where I'm at, I have young kids, so I'm not going out anyway, and I don't have much of a desire to. So unless we we either stay at home or we'll get together with some friends who have kids of a similar age and kind of hang out together. But I almost feel like, I don't know, I, like I have a, a, a guilt if I don't make it to midnight. Bruh, I got Just to say Happy New Year and just go to bed. My, my, my youngest is 20 years old. Go! 20 years old, yeah. My, my, oldest, my oldest is 32, so... 
Wait a minute. Bad Focus has a 32-year-old? No, I'm 50 years old, man. Dude, I didn't. You're, you're not 50 years old. You're yes, lying to me. I'm 50, man. And, I'm, and I'm, I'm Google I'm, searching you right now. I'm, I'm feeling every bit. And, and then my birthday's on Cinco de Mayo, man. So, you know, it's it's, it's, <laughs> it's tough, man. But like, I, I won't make it into the new year awake, you know what I'm saying? Because I got to go to work the next day. I mean, Aww. Eagles play at 1 o'clock. So I got to be ready, man. I got to be in fight and trim, ready to get my all, man. So uh, no, I, I, Hold on, man. I got to go to the Brooks, Brooks household, New Year's Eve. Well, my you know, kids and everything will be downstairs celebrating, kicking it. So, at what point does does Barrett, does Dad say, "All right, you know, nice seeing everybody, good night." Bro, I just go to my my I go to my bedroom or somewhere away from everybody, man. Cause I need peace and solace to these days, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like my, my kids want to kick it too much, man. They're they're right they're right right to 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 have. Will a great you make time. it to eleven o'clock? I might make it to 11. <laughs> I might. I might. You know, it's, it's, it's the thing now that, all right, there goes dad. No, no, no. I, <laughs> dude, I can relate to it so much. That's why I bring it up. I find it so relatable. It's such a struggle to make it to midnight, and I've never felt older in my life. Bro, I mean, these Monday night football games, it's, this going to be a great yeah. Monday night football game. These Monday night football games be killing me. I make man. it to halftime, and I right. pass out. <laughs> it's horrible. You know, it's, it's terrible, man, because – I need my sleep, man. I need my rest, man. I get up cranky and don't want to talk to anybody, and I got to talk for a living, so I got to make sure I'm well-rested. You ever do the Times Square thing? No, what's that? But, you know, the people that go to Times Square. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Um, like, like the tomorrow it's going to be raining right, and windy. No, uh-uh. I, I don't need to see that ball drop. And they get there 12 <laughs> hours beforehand. Right, and you know, kick and you, it, yeah. And you got to hold it or bring, like, you know, I, mason I, jars or something. I, man, it just gets too cold, man. I mean, it's, it's too cold during that time. You know what I'm saying? But what Way do you what do you cold. do for 12 hours? You just stand there. You're right. not doing anything. And, and in the middle of nowhere too. You know, right in the middle of <laughs> New York City, and, and you're not doing anything for real, for real. You can't watch a show because everything's packed or overpriced. Food is overpriced that day, man. It's just it's. I never stood. I understood the the lure to want to do it. I mean, they, to, to say you did it. Like if, if you said to me, yeah, I did it. Say, oh, cool. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that'd be it. There'd be nothing right, else to right. say. Uh, you know, I, I, it's not something I want to do. Like I, I ain't even. I don't even find it. You know, <laughs> it's not appealing. in any way appealing to to watch the ball drop. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, like is I, there is there one only because I bring we brought up the New Year's Eve thing, Times Square. Is there ever a sporting event uh, or just event in general that you've never been to that you would love to attend? Is there mm-hmm. one, or have you uh, checked all the boxes on that list? And no. Um, you know, I, I, I really want to go to F1 racing um, in, 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 in one of those cities, man. You know, you know that, that's to me over in Europe. Yeah. That F1 racing is just, you know, I, I, I got into watching drives. I, I mean, I used to watch F1 racing back when Schumacher was the, you know, the guy. And, you know, Kimi Raikkonen and all those guys were there. But, I mean, Kimi just, he just retired. But, you know, when you look at... Go to one of those F1. beautiful, like, uh, coastal cities in, like, yes, Italy yes. and where it's the yes. race and everything else around it. Absolutely. Like, go to Dubai and watch, you know, watch the F1 racing or go to Japan, watch it there. Or, mm. You know, Monaco. You know, Monaco would be amazing. You Monaco, watch, that's what I was thinking of. Monaco, you look at, you know, it, it's almost like, it, you know, the way we're looking outside right now with the school kill. <laughs> well, it's a little different than the school Just imagine kill. something yeah. way better. Yeah, you know, all these... <laughs> Oh, when I see the Google, I think of Monaco. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, can you imagine going them? You know, race cars going through. You know, no, downtown. It'd be it'd be very. <laughs> no, I can't. But I, I I totally understand your point. Mike and Burr wins on WIP. Hey, Mike. Hey, how you guys doing? Doing good, good Mike. Good. 
Happy New Year. Same to you, Mike. To start with. Listen, I think one of the plans should be to run the ball. We've gotten away from that. I don't know. And and especially when you have a right tackle now, that is good, mm-hmm. but he's no Lane Johnson. Yeah, no one's Lane Johnson. Barrett, why? Because you know they, they can do it successfully with this amazing offensive line and what Miles, we know what Miles Sanders is capable of. Why did, are, are they always insistent on passing the ball in, in, uh, early in games? Uh, you know what? I, I don't know. It, I mean, it, to me, it makes no sense because you can establish the whole tone of the game by just running the ball because that's the most intimidating thing you can do to a defense is to run the ball on them and they can't stop it. I mean, that's just disheartening to a defense, frustrating to a defensive coordinator. And this offensive line has the ability to do it. I think that we didn't get away from the run. Mm-hmm. We just weren't as successful. And I think that's part of design because teams on the defensive side of the ball are keeping safeties up. They're keeping, you know, eight men in the box because, you know, they want you to stop the run. I mean, it, to me, I understand what Steichen is saying. All right, I got 2,000-yard receivers out there, and the tight end is pretty good. Why not use them? Mm-hmm. I, the I, I, when we watched the playoffs last year as the example, once the Eagles were eliminated, it, it was abundantly clear you need elite passers to end up winning a Super Bowl in today's NFL. Exactly, out of doubt. Having said that, I mean, there's something to be said for, I mean, balance if necessary, but you know, to slow things down, to play ball control, run the ball early. Mike, I agree with you. I did. We'll find out soon enough in the playoffs, whenever that first, whoever that first matchup is, how much they value the run. You know, I just, and Barrett would know better, but you have the best offensive line in the league. Feed them. And he make, it's, it's always better to go forward instead of backwards. Without a doubt. I, I just, you know, I think that's an easy game plan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, getting on the defensive side, all I got is, you know, third and 30. I, I'm not a big Gannon fan. Well, you know, I mean, the third, we, we know that that came on, that was on Josiah Scott, who was thrown into the game, although he's played a lot of games this season because of the injury to Avante Maddox. What I didn't like, Mike, is Darius Slay, a, an elected team well, captain, right. throwing his teammate under the bus. You're absolutely right with that. That should have never happened. And that was the one thing that the Eagles have always not done. Mm-hmm is thrown one of their guys under the bus. So it was a little disappointing. Yeah. Uh, Mike, uh, I need a winner of the year or weasel of the year. My winner of the year is Mr. Dombrowski <gasps> for putting together a World Series team, but then coming back a couple weeks ago and getting the best shortstop in free agency. Yeah, Mike, that's wow. a really good suggestion. Uh, just to fill you in a little, Barrett, uh, we obviously watch the Phillies, but um, – the amount of money that he has gotten ownership to spend on six players, $1.2 billion in the last calendar year. <laughs> $1.2 billion. He wants to win, man. He wants to win. But, you know, think about, you know, they, they did, a, they did a, a, a little comparison on how much money was made during that little stint, that little month and a half stint that they were um, in the playoffs. Yeah. And it made, like, the same amount as they did for the entire season. I understand crazy? why they did it. It's crazy. I understand. It's, it's, it's amazing. People, oh, no, baseball's, you know, it, it's it's a dying sport. Nobody pays for that anymore. Dude, you should see the money the Phillies made for that postseason run. Well, bro, they said that um, at this point, John, they're saying that you setting up 
for next season, mm-hmm. the amount of money you're going to make in the postseason. Oh, they're, they're going you're back to – right, you're right. And they're going back to sell out of crowds again yeah, uh, for yeah. the upcoming season, which, by the way, opening day is officially 90 days away, which is incredible. Wow. It's already around the corner. All right, we have hit number four on Joe Conklin's top ten of 2022. Executive producer for Joe Conklin, Kyle Quinn, mm. what's number four? Or, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. 5A. Five, or Yeah, four, whatever it is. Um, this one actually, as recently as last week, was bouncing around as high as between number one and number two. Now, unfortunately, with the results of the game on Christmas Eve, I, I did have to bump it back just slightly, but um, we do still hate Dallas. ESPN still a bunch of clowns for their incorrect projections about the Eagles and Cowboys now the seasons might end. So uh, here is how we at WIP would have put together a Christmas-themed uh, promo for this Eagles and Cowboys game that just happened. Twas the night before Christmas at Jerry Jones' house, and you can bet your last dime that he will be soused. Dallas sucks. Are you listening? Their demise, you'll be witnessing. Their orbit will write, the eagles take flight, ESPN will finally understand. If you believe in Santa Claus, you'll believe ESPN's bullshit analytics. ESPN, you must be high, don't you know those boys will die? <laughs> ho, ho, ho. And Jerry Jones paid for all three. Oh, 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 everyone knows. Oh, 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 boys are gonna blow it. Nearing the playoffs, choke, choke, choke. You know this team's a friggin' joke. Jerry World will be filled with the famous Dallas alumni. Michael the Irvin, he was way out of control. With a new crack pipe and a running nose, he played his last year on parole. In the owner's box, watch Chris Christie's breasts jiggle all the way. It's the most fraudulent team of the year. Season's beatings. Watch the Eagles crush the Cowboys on Christmas Eve. Jerry Jones has been drinking. He's blacked out drunk again. But he's still making so much more sense than the crew at ESPN. See Dallas in the Christmas spirit as Prescott leaves a Yule log on the field. Christmas Eve on Fox. Oh, Joe Conklin. How does he do it? JoeConklin.com. That's number four. Still have the top three to go. Two. How did that not be number one, man? Well, <laughs> we're going to hold Kyle Quinn Because we lost. Because we lost. Oh, okay. That's what it is. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. I see everybody on hold. we got Charlie and Jason and Dominic and Gary. Gentlemen, I apologize. Hang tight. I will get you on the other side. Uh, we'll be joined also by Ed Kratz, who covers the team for Sports Illustrated. Pick his brain about all things Eagles. Does he feel Jalen Hurts will play on Sunday? Should Jalen Hurts play on Sunday? And we have winners and weasels of the year. Look back at 2022. This is the final show, the morning show of the year. It's completely open-ended. I will be selecting the weasel of the year, and Barrett will be selecting the winner. Suggested thus far, winner of the year, Rob Thompson, Angelo Cataldi, Howie Roseman, and Dave Dombrowski. Weasel of the year, only two suggestions, Ben Simmons and Jerry Jones. So if you, you know... 
look at the odds, uh, better suggest a weasel there, and we have awesome prizes attached to that. Return to your calls right after we talk to Ed Kratz at 755.